Hey there, welcome back. I'm David All. This is Proof of Change, the podcast by Change Gallery. And yes, you are in the right place. It's important for me to provide education and resources to our community so that together we share a bit of knowledge, a lot of understanding about this technology that we're all using to make the world a better place. To do that, it's an honor to warmly introduce you to Jeff Denkelman, Change Gallery's senior Solidity developer and the longest serving contributor on our team. In this story, Jeff provides an overview of this next stage of the internet, which is called Web3, and how we're thinking about scaling to meet the needs of change makers through layer two technologies. Talking about Ethereum, it's like Web3, but then that, that's kind of the question is like, well, what's web one and what's web two? And so we go back in history and you say web one goes back to when you had, like for me, the first time I used the internet was like in university and it's just, you're, you're on a browser and you're seeking information and you type in something like in Yahoo and it just sends back information to you. And you're like, wow, that's pretty cool. All you're doing is you just send a request and there's a computer on the other end and it's fetching some information it's sending out to you. It's serving you information, hence that computer is called a server. And that's a pretty straightforward process. And that's, how, so that's, that's web one. It's just a very, uh, there's a centralized computer somewhere, you make a request and it sends information back to you. So that was nice for a while, but then people are like, hey, what, wouldn't it be cool if that, the information that I have as a user I could actually change what's on that server so that it gets served out to other people so that my input becomes part of what gets served out. And it's not just some static uh, blob of data that gets sent out to everybody. And so that became web two. And in this case, that's, that's how you had these social networks and things like that, that grew because now if you post a picture or you like a picture or something like that, you're changing the content that is on a server. And that's and so that's very different than what had been before, where it was just uh, static content. So now it's dynamic content, and that was nice for a while. But there were several issues with that. One is that places like Facebook and Twitter that we're using, um, they are the gatekeepers for that information, um, and you know they can they can shut you down. They can set terms of service and everything else. And furthermore, you're not the owner of that uh, data. And so that means that they're the ones that can monetize off of that and make the money off of it. Then they turn to this new model and the new model is to say, hey, look, instead of having your, you know, your request um, and your data go into a centralized server, what if we made a network of computers and that network then would handle all of these requests. And so say in the past in, in the web two world that I was going to have like, Hey, my, my secret, my favorite phrase, you know, I'll, I'll put that out there and I could, I could save that in this web two world. But now the say I put that on Twitter and Twitter like shuts me down. Well, then I can't access that. I can't change anymore or anything. Well, if I go to the web three world, it's permissionless. And it, all it is, is a protocol and all of these computers are running in this network. And so no one, there's no gatekeeper and I can change it. Hey, my favorite phrase, I can change it every day if I like. And it, it, so I'm in control of that. 
that's really powerful then. And that's, that's what gave rise to where we're at now um, in the Web3 world. So it's the, the model shifted then. The drawback with that was, so you, you now have ownership and you have uh, security uh, that you, you didn't have necessarily on Web2. The, the drawback is now you're dealing with all of these computers, potentially thousands of them that are running the same software to guarantee that your data is your data on that network. Whereas before in the Web2 world, it could just be one, one computer because it's centralized. Well, if you want to have security, you have to spread that around. Um, and so now you have all of this extra cost because all of those computers have to be running the same software to validate that you, you are making changes to what, what you own. That slows things down quite a bit and it adds costs. And, and so there's just out of the gate, you're dealing with that. It's going to be slower than Web2. And then you have the additional problem of as it becomes more popular, more users want to use it, and it's going to be congested. That's going to raise the costs even more. And that's so that's how we get to what we're experiencing now in Web3. It's like, hey, it's so dang popular that uh, it's it's clogging up, you know, the uh, the mining process, the, the block block mining um, for people that want to do just you know maybe some simple activities on it, um, and it's it just becomes. Um, prohibitively expensive. So the next question is, well, people don't want to give up the security and all the good parts of Web 2 or of Web 3 and go back to Web 2. How do you how do you scale this? And so then that's where the idea of L2 comes in. L2 stands for layer two. And layer one is Ethereum mainnet as we know it now. And so they're saying, well, how do you build a layer two on top of that? And then I won't go into the different models and stuff of how they're doing that. But the idea is basically that you can have an L2 that resembles in some way the Web2 in that it's a, it can be a, a its own closed off system. And you interact with that closed off system as if you are interacting with the Ethereum mainnet. But what happens is that when you interact with this L2, when you've made your transaction or whatever, or you've mined something, you mined an NFT, it gets validated on Ethereum mainnet. So you're no longer interact interacting directly with the Ethereum mainnet where things are expensive. You're interacting with this uh, thing that's off-chain, this protocol that's off-chain. And the nifty part about it is if you can you could have a couple hundred different people doing transactions and all of those get bundled and they get combined with what's a validity proof. And that proof gets sent to the Ethereum mainnet, and it's fairly cheap for the Ethereum mainnet to process that proof and say, hey, are these are these legitimate transactions that took place off chain? And if the if the proof checks out, then that transaction gets included in the block on the mainnet and everything that happened off chain, the interactions off chain are regarded as valid. And so now, now you have this model that allows you to have the security of the mainnet, but you don't have to send transactions directly to it like we're doing now. 
a model where we have the security of mainnet, but all of the computation can happen off-chain. That means the model of Web3 can scale to meet the needs of change makers throughout the world. The future of Ethereum is going to be all L2s because if you want to scale to the point where you know you're having tens of thousands of transactions per second, you you can't do that by interacting at all with mainnet. It has to be on an L2, and the L2 will send sort of some sort of proof to the, the mainnet. Um, so it's it is a matter of time before everybody just says, oh, you know, I'm using blockchain and Ethereum. Well, of course you're you're using an L2. It's and it's just a matter of which L2 you're using. So um, that transition is coming. Um, and so I think at Change Gallery, we're just starting to explore now, hey, which which one of these options do we want to use? Because there are a couple of different models out there and uh, we're, we're exploring that now. If you are listening to this right now, you are a part of the future of Web3. You're a part of our community. We care about which layer two technologies matter to you and your community, reach out to us. Let us hear from you. Let us know that you're paying attention, that you're shouldering up with us as we scale to meet the needs of change makers throughout the world. You've been listening to another story on the Proof of Change podcast by Change Gallery. I'm David All. See you next time.